Welcome to First State Insights, a podcast presented by the University of Delaware's Institute for Public Administration. We call ourselves IPA for short. My name is Troy Mix. I'm Associate Director at the Institute and your host for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. On today's episode, we're joined by two senior leaders from Harvey Hanna and Associates which is a full-service commercial and industrial real estate development company based in Newport, Delaware. On August 28, 2020, I spoke with Vice President of Marketing Ryan Kennedy and Vice President of Environmental and Governmental Affairs Bill Lauer. We covered the company's Delaware roots and their focus on redevelopment across the state, as well as Harvey Hanna's vision for downtown Newport and their ongoing commitment to corporate philanthropy as Delaware's families face the disruptions of COVID-19. Let's get to the conversation. So, Bill and Ryan, thanks for joining me today. It's good to have you. Thanks for having us, Troy. Thank you, Troy. So, I was hoping you could start telling us just a little bit of background about Harvey Hanna and Associates, kind of when did it start, for what reasons, and what's been its growth over uh, its history. Uh, Thank you, Troy. It's a pleasure to be with you today. It gives me great pleasure to uh, talk about our company, Harvey Hanna and Associates. Uh, we're led by two relatives and business partners who happen to also be UAD alumni, Thomas Harvey III and Thomas Hanna. Thomas is Tom's nephew. They are business partners and real estate developers who believe in investing in our communities to build and encourage smart growth while elevating the value and sustainability of everything that they build and the tenants that we serve. Uh, we have uh, five consistent corporate values that we try to adhere to. The first is that we create custom solutions for our tenants in our holdings, which encompass business, industrial, and retail properties in Newcastle County and beyond. We provide and demonstrate a commitment to tenant success. We pride ourselves in superior property management services. We adhere to the highest standards of environmental health and safety, and we are engaged with our community to give back a longstanding tradition of corporate philanthropy uh, by both Tom Harvey and Thomas Hanna that goes back many generations. The company was formed in 1997 uh, after Tom Harvey concluded a very successful career in the solid waste and environmental protection business. Uh, He sold that during a period of great consolidation in that industry and wanted to uh, invest further in commercial redevelopment in Newcastle County. And uh, that led to some phenomenal growth. Uh, We have uh, four or five major properties uh, that service both commercial, industrial, and retail tenants. The first is the Twin Spans Business Park in Newcastle, the Delaware River Industrial Park over by the Port of Wilmington, the Creekwood Corporate Campus uh, on Basin Road, and lastly, significant holdings in the Newport Industrial Park and Greater Newport as a whole. So all told, we own more and own and manage more than three million square feet uh, of property uh, for first class, world class tenants, and ultimately, it's a story of vision, family, determination, grit, commitment to excellence, business acumen, teamwork, and love. So we're pleased to be with you today. Oh, that's great to hear. Um, so if you had to pick an like an industry uh, to report to the government, so to speak, it's commercial and industrial real estate. Is that that the space that you're in primarily? Yes. Yeah. Yes, with specialization on infill redevelopment. Okay. 
And you're doing both the development piece and uh, the management of the properties long term? Absolutely. Full service. We work directly with the tenants, find out what their needs are, uh, and bring them back custom solutions that, that meet their needs consistent with our portfolio. In many cases, we'll, do, uh, we'll choose a, and target, if possible, a brownfields property, which we can convert, do the environmental remediation for any impairment that happened long, long ago in Newcastle County or elsewhere and return that property to productive use. So it's been almost 25 years, coming up on 25-year anniversary, if I'm doing my math right, and you're engaged in redevelopment. Was that kind of what you started with, or is that represented kind of shifts that you've seen in Delaware's economies and communities since Harvey Hanna was started? Uh, Some of both, actually. Uh, It's a very good question. Uh, I'll say that redevelopment has been a major focus since day one because one of Tom Harvey's first major, major acquisitions was the Twin Spans Business Park in Old Newcastle. And that was the old Chicago Bridge and Iron site uh, that was uh, a manufacturing site way back in the early 1900s all the way through World War II, but became vacant and obsolete and was abandoned. So under Tom's vision and leadership, Tom Hanna, Tom Harvey, and the rest of the team were able to return that property to conduct the environmental remediation that was necessary and then build world-class buildings that were suited to an array of world-class tenants. Philadelphia Gear, Winnetour, Lion Conklin, AIG, uh, Zenith, many, many uh, companies of large prestige, large and small. And we're very proud of the the redevelopment that occurred there. And we've returned that site to very productive use with economic metrics uh, that have just been a phenomenal source of success for the city of Newcastle, for Newcastle County and the state of Delaware. So you're based, like if we went to your offices, it's in Newport, right? Yes, Newport is home. Um, How has Newport changed in the last 20 years in terms of where people go to work, who the major employers are, things like that? Well, of course, Steba and BASF uh, and DuPont uh, have had the Holly Run and major chemical production site in Newport. That's been a major anchor. But Tom Harvey's father... Uh, Edgar Harvey II was one of the uh, developers of the entire Newport Industrial Park after World War II. Uh, And that's where we have significant holdings in Newport. We're very proud of what we've done in the industrial park and how it's transitioned and is transitioning from old industrial type of operations into world-class science and technology type tenants. And we're very pleased to have that as our corporate headquarters. Newport is home. Uh, both Tom and TJ were born and raised in Newport. Tom's a grad of Conrad High School, the University of Delaware. We are local men. Uh, most of us are uh, UAD alumni. Newport is home. And uh, that's what brought our interest to the Boxwood site uh, later on, just in the last several years. So it seems like a lot of your projects have kind of gone along with that transition from, as you put it, old industrial to kind of what the modern product is now. And you've been kind of growing that portfolio along with the challenges that your local communities have faced. Are there particular projects and outcomes you're kind of most proud of? I know you've mentioned a couple already. Delaware has experienced incredible change, some great, some not so great, with regard to the the, the mix of employers that were providing most of the jobs in Newcastle County. When I was growing up and Tom Harvey was growing up, uh, the five major employers, of course, were GM, Chrysler, DuPont, Hercules, and what was then ICI 
and ultimately became AstraZeneca. Well, through the 1980s, 1990s, and beyond, those have all been experiencing downsizings or worse. And so that has greatly affected not only the business environment, but the mix of tenants uh, as our economy has shifted to one of banking and finance, of technology, of service industries. So that has affected our outreach, the tenants and clients that we serve, and what types of buildings that we're interested in and what our tenants want us to build. So thinking about the Boxwood, that's been a, a source of major pride for us. The Boxwood site was a GM site that was just a wonderful employer and source of wealth for the state right there on Boxwood Road, uh, not far from our corporate headquarters since 1947. And it produced lots of GM vehicles. It stopped running production, I think in the 2009-2010 timeframe, right? Either during or following the Great Recession. The closure of that site had a tremendous deleterious impact in the entire greater Newport area. There were several unsuccessful attempts to resurrect the site, uh, some with government money, some not, but they didn't work out the way they might have or should have. Uh, so when the site became available again in the 2017, I believe, uh, we did a lot of due diligence uh, as part of our effort to come home to Newport relative to our projects and our interests and our focus. And this was a huge, huge undertaking for us to consider the redevelopment of the entire Boxwood GM site because uh, there was a lot of uncertainty with regard to environmental impairment, with regard to the, the size and scale of the property. We're talking about a site of 150 or so acres. And this was a huge investment of time and resources uh, on behalf of our company. But we did it. And we are pleased that we were able to transition the site, conclude the environmental remediation on the site to work with a business partner in Dermody Properties, who then engaged Amazon. The site is under construction. We think it's going to be completed by Christmas of next year. It will be returning on the order of, give or take, 2,000 well-paying jobs for persons from all different walks of life and all different means. We're going to be helping the entire Newport community with regard to uh, providing a new economic anchor and helping the housing market there and returning a site to productive use. So Boxwood was a project of great risk, but tremendous return to the community and return for something we're proud of. And you mentioned several kind of unsuccessful attempts to uh, redevelop that site, put it to productive use before you uh, took ownership of it. For the novices out there in the redevelopment game, what, what are the real challenges of redeveloping a site of that scale? And kind of what is it that your team or other successful teams might bring to make it happen in terms of dealing with the site itself and then finding the right tenants? I, I think one of the challenges is that the market can change so fast that you don't know how quickly your redevelopment can occur and whether or not all of the permits and environmental remediation can get done in a timely manner. And of course, I'm speaking because I'm the environmental engineer for the company. I'm, I'm kind of honing in on that particular discipline, if you will. But uh, we've, had, we've enjoyed a tremendous relationship with DENREC and regulatory agencies. Uh, but you never know what you're going to find once you take title to a property. And there was another third party, the uh, Racer Trust. Uh, which was formed by the federal government to help all the GM sites around the country. Uh, they've been a marvelous partner to work with. Nonetheless, it adds additional players 
uh, additional complexity, if you will, to the environmental remediation process. And you can't really start building your building until you've cleaned up what you've got. So it's, it's been an enjoyable but very challenging turnaround. And we were very pleased. We had some pleasant surprises and some unpleasant surprises relative to the environmental, environmental remediation. But uh, it's been um, a challenge and, and one that we've successfully concluded. And relative to kind of other players in the market, regionally and nationally, how do you think of yourselves in terms of what you can bring to clients or sites? Is it the Delaware focus or is it some other mix of, of qualities that helps you stand out? We're very uh, enthusiastic, not only about Delaware, but Delaware's future. Now, we're all Delaware natives, so we have a little bit of our blinders on, but we believe strongly in, in one Delaware. Some of the attributes of working in Delaware, it's just a marvelous microcosm of the rest of the nation with, with regard to demographics and, and other metrics. So what, what's happening with the nation can manifest itself in Delaware on a more rapid basis. We do have several attributes of doing business in Delaware. We have phenomenal access to decision makers, uh, both elected leaders, community leaders, regulatory entities. Uh, if we need help securing a tenant and attracting their interest to Delaware, it's a matter of just being able to pick up the phone. So we have access to our leaders, which has been just wonderful. The second is that we're well positioned in Delaware for our tenants, that we have access to markets uh, throughout the East Coast and, and many of our companies that are in the fulfillment or distribution business can get to uh, other markets of perhaps 50 to 100 million people within a day's drive. We'd like to say in Newcastle County, you're well aware of this, that you can be in three other states in 15 minutes. So we're, we're well positioned that way as well. So we're very big on Delaware. We're very optimistic about the promise for the continued future of Delaware. In terms of that optimism, I know I've had the chance to, to see presentations from your team on thoughts for Newport's future. And, you know, Boxwood certainly seems to be a piece of that in the Newport area, but I know there's kind of grander vision beyond just that particular site. And you mentioned that a lot of the history of the company is, is based in Newport. Could you talk a little bit about environmental and economic impacts that you're already achieving in that area and aiming for uh, with you know projects that you have on the table now and might have on the table in the future? The redevelopment of downtown Newport, Ryan's going to take it from here, is one of the exciting things that we have on the horizon because our mixed-use vision for that hamlet has many, many unique attributes that have an environmental dimension to them. Ryan? Yeah, thanks, Bill. I didn't know if I was going to get a, a word in there, Troy. <laughs> you need to take a five-minute break. Um, the, the good thing about uh, this development and this momentum down the street at Boxwood, it really accelerates our plans in downtown Newport and plans we've been working on behind the scenes for as long as I've been with the company, as long as Bill's been with the company, which is a better part of 12 to 15 years, because we're going to have instant demand a mile down the road. And that acquisition is essentially allowing us to kind of double down on our plans and as for those plans, you know, it's creating a, a better way of life for the community. Uh, there's a trail component we're working on, uh, which would uh, potentially connect downtown Newport from South James Street to the Markell Trail 
at the Wilmington Riverfront. There's a rail component about bringing back and reactivating the old uh, SEPTA stop right there on James Street, above James Street. And then creating a, a sense of community in downtown Newport, mixed use, retail, apartments, condos, restaurants, uh, bars. Uh, what you're seeing really in all of the hotspot uh, mixed use communities, you know, look no further than downtown Wilmington, what that looked like, the riverfront, what that looked like 20 years ago, and what it looks like today, and how it's hard to find a parking spot. On a Saturday night, uh, you know, we have that potential here in downtown Newport. And the Boxwood redevelopment is really allowing us to accelerate those plans and really put a lot of our focus on those plans. Tom Harvey and Tom Hanna have been orchestrating and assembling those parcels of land for the better part of 20 years for this moment. And we're really excited about that. It's got the opportunity to become a new destination for Newcastle County. And uh, frankly, it's needed. Uh, it's needed in this part of the county. Um, right now, if you, you know, when you say Newport to people, they think of uh, the town that you cut through to get to 141. We, we want to change that. We want to create a new destination. And we're right on the cusp of that, thankfully, because of where we are with the economy and where we are specifically with this major redevelopment uh, down the street with Amazon uh, coming to town and a thousand employees coming to town. They need, uh, they need a place to live. They need a place to stay. They need a place to have fun. And we strongly feel that Newport is that place. Uh, and it's a great alternative to surrounding communities. And so uh, you mentioned Newport, kind of uh, stereotypical views of it because people see it from the highway, maybe. But what are those bones that you think of that you're building on that's our strong foundation for this redevelopment? And then what are the things you're trying to accentuate or add to the mix that aren't there currently? Well, I, I think location, you know, not to sound corny, you hear it in real estate, location, location, location. And Bill just touched on it a few minutes ago. Where Newport is located, it's like a hub of Newcastle County, where it's geographically located and where it's positioned in the state of Delaware and its proximity to everything. So when you talk about bones, I mean, that's, that's the big player right there is its location. And it's just got, based off of that, it just has so much potential. People, mixed-use redevelopments that you're seeing across the board, across the state, across the region, people want a better quality of life. They want walkable communities. They want to age in place. Transit-oriented development, you hear about it all the time, probably more than we do. And it's just a um, prime candidate for that type of development. And what kind of what stage are you at on the whole project? And are there pieces of it that are coming together uh, quicker than others? Well, we have we're working, of course, with all of the um, affected stakeholders. Uh, we hope to have more to announce either later this year or early next. These things take shape consistent with market demand. You know, the COVID is, has thrown a lot of uncertainty into certain redevelopment plans throughout the country, uh, but we're hopeful that the economy is going to come back strong uh, and that we'll have more to share. But uh, start with one building and we'll see where that takes us. 
Is this a new space for you all that I know Newport's your backyard, uh, but is this kind of a more comprehensive in terms of types of uses, scale, being in an urban center? Is, is that a new uh, type of project for you all? Uh, and is it one do you think you'll you know replicate or try to replicate? Well, we've learned a little bit about mixed use with our wonderful project, our legacy project downstate. Uh, what used to be Ruddertown in Dewey Beach is now Lighthouse Cove. Uh, one of the most premier resort communities in Sussex County. We acquired that site in late 2007. We got through the recessionary portion of time, the Great Recession, and we now have built the first ever Hyatt Hotel uh, in Delaware with uh, condominiums, uh, a fantastic uh, world-class hotel, along with environmental amenities that the town has long sought, the first ever Baywalk on Rehoboth Bay in Dewey Beach. Um, gazebo, an expanded public beach along Rehoboth Bay, and other amenities for the public. So, and we helped save that site from being transitioned away into a gated townhouse community, which would have precluded access of the public to Rehoboth Bay. So, we're very proud of that accomplishment. And we're leveraging those learnings of getting into the residential market as we come back upstate to Newport. And we think have learned a great deal from that experience and apply those learnings to uh, what we envision for Newport. Yeah. So we've we've hit on this a little bit because you can't help but hit on it right now. But uh, COVID-19 is uh, still going on. And I was curious about kind of two aspects of it when we talk about Harvey Anna. One, kind of how it's impacted your workflow, you know, being in and out of the office and still trying to get things done. And then the second piece would be in terms of how it impacts your future plans for redevelopment, market trends that you think you'll lean into or have to rethink whether those are suitable. So I guess first, you know, what's the workflow been like for you and your colleagues over the last few months? At least my estimation, we've done an amazing job, like many other uh, of our colleagues and employers, of being able to uh, transition uh, to work from home, to uh, have less time at the office, to practice social distancing, appropriate hygiene. Uh, we're in the process of getting that uh, just right, threading that needle, if you will, for the fall and beyond. Uh, we're not sure exactly where the market's going to take us. But what I can say is that we're going to be there for the community regardless. Uh, we have an extraordinary long-term commitment to philanthropy started by Tom Harvey and his family and his dad. And then Tom Hanna, Ryan can talk a lot more about it, but Tom Hanna helped us form the Delaware Kids Fund which is a 501c3 that we've been helping kids in distress in Delaware since 2009, just through this one foundation alone, right? Well, yeah, and to add to that, Troy, as far as the impact from COVID in our line of business, I think I've said this a few times, it's not all glamorous, but I consider ourselves fortunate because we work primarily in the industrial sector and we've gotten out of retail almost entirely. We've gotten out of uh, office almost entirely. We've got one office uh, project over at Creekwood Corporate Center. Those two sectors are getting hit hard, uh, probably the most specifically, as everyone knows, the hospitality restaurant industry. We've got one restaurant tenant, which is actually here in Newport, the James Street Tavern. So as far as the impact, I think we're fortunate to have tenants, industrial tenants, that are maneuvering through these uncertain times. Uh, so 
knock on wood, uh, you know, rents are still coming in, but we've, we've, we're fortunate to, to have that and not really feel the impact from the retail and restaurant and office side of things. Uh, downtown Wilmington, there's hardly any office workers in downtown right now. And a lot of them aren't coming back until January at the earliest, which is having a spillover effect on the, the great restaurants that came to town over the last five years. So that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. But as to our commitment to community, you know, that's something I spend probably 50% of my time on here. And frankly, what attracted to me to this company, and it's something um, I think sets our, ourselves apart from similar companies, is our commitment to community. And that's, if not as important as the bottom line in business, maybe more important. Depends who you talk to. I've, I've heard TJ admit it. I've heard Tom admit it. And that philanthropy and commitment to community runs deep in our, in our company. It's a part of our culture. It's part of who we are. You know, it stemmed from Tom's parents. Uh, you know, someone I was always inspired by was the late Thetis Harvey, Tom's mom who kind of set the tone with commitment to community. And then Tom preached that and taught that to Tom Hanna. And Tom Hanna's taught that to myself and Bill and our colleagues. And for as long as we're around and as long as we're involved in putting up nice buildings and bringing quality companies to town and quality jobs, what's just as important though is remaining in touch and supporting your community here in Newport with the kids fun, uh, which is, was started by Tom Hanna, TJ back in 2008, the acronym stands for kids in distress situations. And it's, we essentially consolidated our charitable efforts and really put a focus on children, children in need. Because they're our, ne- they're our next generation. They're the future of our community. And we need to take care of them now so they can take care of us and our communities 20 years down the road. That's, that's a huge part of who we are. We've got a few food pantries. Uh, we're opening our third food pantry in a couple months. Elementary food pantry. And our goal is to open five food pantries in five years at five schools. The hunger initiative is a, big part of who we are. Sadly, not to throw stats, but there's before the pandemic, one in six children were hungry. That that number is probably down to one in four now. Um, one in six Delawareans are hungry now because of the pandemic. The food supply chain is taking a huge hit and the demand. We also have a confidence uh, campaign uh, where Every year we raise money to buy brand new coats for uh, lower income children. I'm proud to say we've purchased over 6,000 coats for 6,000 kids at 12 different schools in just three years. It was uh, TJ's crazy idea to sleep out in a field in downtown Newport, our home, and camp out for a couple nights in order to accelerate that fundraising. And I think as long as we're around, that's something we're going to keep doing uh, because we see the impact. We're out there on the front lines. We're meeting these children. And when you're giving a child a coat 
as a small, tiny example, it sounds like a short-term solution, but it's really creates a long-term solution. It's changing a mindset of a child. And I've, we've been there on the front lines where a kid comes into the gymnasium on Coke giving day and they don't want to look, make eye contact with you. They don't want to talk to you. They don't know who you are. You don't look like them. They get their coat. They walk out giving you a bear hug, high-fiving you, and you're changing their mindset and you're inspiring and you're giving them some confidence to go back to the classroom. And that's all they need. So we're proud to carry that tradition along and we're, we're going to do that as long as we possibly can. It sounds so it sounds like in the last few months, I mean, those needs are really been exacerbated and you're going to continue to lean into them. Are there there new initiatives that came about during the pandemic that you want to share? Uh, we've we've hosted a few virtual. Everything's virtual now. We've hosted a few virtual fundraisers a few months back. Uh, we we were able to secure about eighty thousand emergency food kits and provided that to the food bank of Delaware, which then goes out to these mobile uh, food pantries for for children. You know, one thing that's often overlooked in this virtual school world is the access to food for lower income children. When you close the doors to the school, that family has to get creative on how they're going to get their food now. And these emergency food kits we were able to secure helped alleviate some of that stress. But that's something personally I'm concerned about over the next few months as this pandemic continues is the access to food. Uh, it's such a fundamental thing. Yeah, we hadn't real we hadn't realized how many kids below the poverty line were actually getting their hot lunches through both lunch and breakfast through uh, schools. Uh, so this right. has been a hardship for families at the most vulnerable end of the socioeconomic spectrum, and we're very much focused on this to make sure that uh, we can do our part. Can't do everything, but we can do our part to alleviate that any suffering. And one last thought on to, to add to Bill's point, if you don't mind. Sure. We also want to inspire other companies to get involved. You know, it, it's more than writing a check and putting a donation in the mail. It's actually getting on the front lines, meeting uh, the people that need our help the most. And I'm proud to say that we have inspired uh, many businesses, small businesses to large corporations to get more involved in their community. And the more that we all work together and work for a greater future of our community, I think better everyone's going to be stating the obvious, but it's inspiring when all those groups come together and work together for the greater good of our community. Yeah, I know. I mean, this situation has really laid bare how the dots connect and what assumptions about being in person or being able to go to school there are in place yeah. to get people those basic needs. So I'm glad to hear that you've been able to lead and really work with others to um, help address some of those needs. You know, we talked a little bit about this kind of vision for the future and what gets you motivated about working in Delaware. Things you mentioned were kind of the ability to access leaders, ability to make an impact uh, as a result of that. And you, know, you mentioned being able to inspire other businesses and work with your communities. Really, you know, uncertain times in terms of what the next couple of years may look like. But what are some of those, you know, fundamentals about uh, your company and being in Delaware that, that make you excited about it's going to be a positive future in the next 
five years and next 25 years? Uh, well, we're very excited about the uh, Newport project because it, it, it's a culmination, if you will, of everything that we learned in the downstate Lighthouse Cove project, as well as our expertise with regard to infill redevelopment upstate. Uh, we're making new friends and business partners like Wilmapco and DelDOT and County Chamber and Commercial Industrial Royalty Council, Committee of 100, Delaware Prosperity Partnership to help bring all of this to fruition. And uh, the, the rail piece is going to be uh, very critical. That's not a small matter because we're talking about relationships with SEPTA and Amtrak that are new to us. Uh, it's, it's a big undertaking to create uh, what is necessary, the infrastructure rail, as well as a potential depot in Newport to reactivate that train station. But it will, it's critical, if you will, uh, to see the rail coming because it will help uh, affect and enhance the opportunity for us to, to go forward with the downtown redevelopment to create the multimodal walkable type of community that we envision. So we're very excited about the Newport project, but we believe it's, uh, but whether it's rail, trail, bicycle, walking, uh, some cars, we've got uh, uh, great designs, great vision ahead, working with all of the partners that I uh, outlined and hopefully the um, macroeconomic landscape will take us where we want to go. And that'll make this uh, project possible because um, it's certainly uh, very desirable for us, for the Newport community, for the town, the county and the state. Yeah, my view for what it's worth, you know, this is the time for transformational projects. So uh, you're you're in the right spot. So I certainly wish you you know all the best on, on that project and all the partners that are engaged. Ryan, anything you want to add in terms of, you know, vision for the uh, future and what excites you about being in Delaware? Well, I think to add to that, we're in a very fortunate position because Delaware is a very tight-knit community as it is. And uh, I may be biased in saying that, but we're a small state. But we really, to access to state leadership, to access to CEOs of the major corporations, to access to everyone, everyone seems to be on the same page with Delaware's growth. And I think to me, that's that's what's exciting. If we were somewhere where we were shouting off the mountaintops uh, to get something done, uh, that would be one thing. But here, uh, everyone works very, very well together. And uh, that's what gives... Uh, that's something else that also gives us confidence in our future and the future of downtown Newport. You know, I think we've got some good projects uh, that are doing well. Lighthouse Cove down in Dewey Beach is an award-winning, beautiful facility, mixed-use project that I, I think is really going to help help us move similar projects forward because of our, our history and our expertise and relationships we've developed along the way. Uh, relationships in Delaware and business are critical in getting anything done. And I, th- I think there's generally a positive momentum across the board, across the state in development, in the real estate industry, in government. Uh, and, you know, that's exciting. Uh, there's, there's a lot of room for collaboration, you know, working with everyone from the governor to Pet Nero down the street. You know, uh, we don't see them as a competitor because they work, uh, they focus on a different product, but we all, know each other and we all have relationships and that that helps us uh, 
for a better future in our in our projects in in Newport and beyond. And we like to make new friends every day. And Newport's going to need so much investigation, analysis, and study. We hope there's a role for IPA as well. Well, we're certainly willing to talk about that and explore it. I think we'll all agree there's a lot of work in Newport and elsewhere to get important projects done in the next few years. And great to hear that you feel there's this good groundwork for collaboration statewide. I really enjoyed the chance to speak with you both today and hear little bit about uh, Harvey Hanna's background and uh, your vision for the future. So thanks, Ryan and Bill, for joining me today. Thank you, Troy. Troy, thank you very much for your time. For more information on Harvey Hanna and Associates, visit harveyhanna.com. For more on IPA, visit ipa.udel.edu. Thanks again for tuning in to First State Insights. Reach out with any comments and be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. I hope you'll join us again soon.